This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. And here we are with our Masters of the Ring, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. And we got an interesting topic for our podcast today here on a Sunday, and that is AEW All In. I've said on Busted Open many times that I feel like one of the biggest shows in my lifetime was the first ever All In just outside of Chicago back in 2018, and we have a big one coming up here this summer in August at Wembley Stadium, which potentially can hold up to 90,000 fans for All In, so... Mark, Bully, and Tommy, I thought this was the right time to talk about what could be a landscape-changing show for pro wrestling from AEW this summer. And Mark, you being an employee of AEW and you seeing a show like what we saw with Grand Slam with 22,000 fans, this by far is going to be the biggest show in AEW history. It is, and... Dave, you look at what the first WrestleMania did for WWE. Um, when you when you can fill out that many people, it transcends pro wrestling. And then it becomes a world event. Every genre of entertainment is going to look at you. This is an opportunity for AEW to have a moment where people that didn't know who AEW is, is finally go AEW they sold that many tickets holy hell like that man i gotta tune in and check that out check it out and and that's that's what happened with the wwe or wwf at the time so i, I think this is a this is a, a landmark opportunity they um wrestlemania one yes uh wrestlemania two and eh. wrestlemania three and this is, I feel, the equivalent to that because that was the game changer. We all still hold that as the benchmark, even though other WrestleManias have surpassed that. But, like, that was, like, a serious game changer for the industry. It really was started – I mean, Dave, you and I talked about it. It started killing off the territories yeah. one by one because every wrestler also that we've all interviewed, when we've spoken about WrestleMania three, if they weren't there – we have to get on there. And it was a game changer. It's a historic event. Like Mark said, it puts them on the map for being a professional wrestling company. And this is, <clears throat> I don't understand it and I never will understand it. And Dave, we had spoken to uh, callers about this tribalism. I want to see AEW pack that place. And you know what I want to see after that? WWE go, okay, now we have to do something. And I want to continue to it because it's the betterment of the industry. Well, the yeah. tribalism is an issue because, and I even said this on our show Wednesday, Tommy, I just sent out a tweet just congratulating AEW. Um, and right away, 50% of those comments are uh, full of hate over, over, a, over a tweet that's a complimentary tweet. So tribalism is definitely alive and well in the world of pro wrestling. Now, Tommy, you and I this past week uh, had a conversation with Keith Elliott Greenberg. And the one thing I want to talk to you about, Bully, is that 
Keith Elliott Greenberg talked about WrestleMania 3 and the reason WrestleMania 3 sold 93,000 tickets was because of the story of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Completely different story when it comes to All In coming up in August. Um, If you saw, I want to go back to the tribalism for a second. Sure. I sent out a tweet last week. It took Vince to have a lot of guts and a big set of brass balls to go to the Pontiac Silverdome. And you got to give credit where credit is due. Tony Khan is going all in on all in by bringing all in to Wembley Stadium. Not Wembley Arena, Wembley Stadium, as we all know, 90,000 people. Um, there's so many people that want to see this fail that I don't know, I don't even know the right word to describe how I'm feeling. I don't know if I'm disgusted with wrestling fans from some of the hatred. I don't know if I'm saddened by it, but how could you not wish somebody well who swings for the fences? Um, can we talk, can we talk about some of the problems with the product? Sure. Could we talk about maybe Tony could lay off the tweeting? Sure. Could we, we could talk about all this, but you got to give somebody credit. Okay. You got to give Mark Henry attempted to lift the most weight in the world more than anybody else. And he did it. He swung for the fences. Tommy's putting his life on the line at times, falling off scaffold through five tables, swinging for the fences. Dave, you started a radio show 14 years ago called busted open. You swung for the fences. I've swung for the fences myself. Here's a guy who started up a company. I don't care if he had $1 or a gazillion dollars. He still started up a wrestling company and he's going to try to do something in his fourth, third or fourth year of owning the company that it took the WWE years and years to do. And yes, money is no object to Tony. Vince going into WrestleMania three with only, you know, the amount of funds that he had at the time, I'm sure is a lot different than Tony going into Wembley because, you know, Tony has a pretty decent checkbook, but you're still swinging for the fences because the perception is going to be immense. People are already like, Oh, it, it, I've already gotten the impression that if it doesn't sell out, people are going to consider it a failure. That is complete bullshit. As of right now, it is the most successful show in the history of AEW. It has sold more tickets. What people don't realize is there are only so many venues, so many arenas you can go to. It's much like rock and roll. Let's just take the, the stadium tour that's going on with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. Motley Crue and Def Leppard are going to sell more than 25,000 seats every night. And that's the, those are like the biggest arenas. They top off at right about 25,000. So if you know you can draw 50,000 people, let's just use that number as our, yes. as our barometer. If you know that you can draw 50,000, what are you supposed to do? Where do you go? There are no 50,000 seat arenas. 
you have to bring it into a stadium. Now, Motley Crue and Def Leppard every night are going into stadiums that hold more than 50,000, but they're averaging about 50,000. Are people sitting back and going, oh, well, it's not a sellout. It's sold out for what it's configured to. AEW is, is you got to give them credit. You got to give Tony credit for having the guts enough to try to pull this off. And here's the difference. Vince went into WrestleMania three with two of the biggest names in the history of our business. AEW is going into Wembley with three letters, A-E-W. And there's nobody who understands that more than me and Tommy. Mark, I'm not excluding you, but I'm just talking about what that original ECW was. We never announced cards unless we had to announce cards. It was People the brand. Came, it was a brand. People came to see ECW. This is like, this is an opportunity for people in Europe who have never seen AEW to see it for the first time. Now, whether or not this is just a standalone show that does really well or a show that carries over like WrestleMania 3 did for the WWE is a completely different story. I'm hoping that they take whatever happens at all in and it correlates back to their TV. AEW cannot make the same mistake that Ring of Honor did in Madison Square Garden. No plan after the event. Everybody was so busy patting themselves on the back in Ring of Honor because they sold out the garden with, with New Japan that there was no plan Post MSG, AEW needs a definitive plan post Wembley because they have all out the following weekend. Wembley, come give the people the most amazing dynamite you've ever seen on Wednesday. Blow them out of the water on Friday with Rampage. Give them all out. AEW has a week. That week's time, that time frame to absolutely capture wrestling fans all over the world. Fully um, inspiring um, and 100% true. Uh, I'll never know what ECW was other than the fact that I was a fan and I wanted to see what was going to happen next when those vhs came out and people were getting hit with toasters and shit out of the crowd i i had i had to see it with my own eyes <laughs> and um i think that the brand of ecw will always be spoke about it'll you always see an ecw shirt in the crowd um i i took a lot of pride in 2011 uh, wearing the ECW t-shirt when we had the draft and we went into the championship with me, Big Show, and Kane and me becoming ECW champion on that WWE brand of ECW. Um, but I'll never understand the cannibalism 
in pro wrestling. The people, there's some people that the reason that they do what they do is because they want an opportunity with WWE or they want an opportunity with AEW or New Japan or wherever, and then they'll bash everybody else, like, give me a shot. I'm one of you. And then there's the people that they've never been a part of nothing in their life. And the only thing that they have is the one thing that they love and it's where they started, where they originated, and then they'll hate on everything else. But in pro wrestling, around the board, it's always been that way. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. It don't happen in other worlds. Uh, I mean, I'm a, a NFL, like, mark to the end. And as much as I joke about hating Philly and the Giants and the, the commanders because of their in our conference as a Cowboy fan, I enjoy watching the East get stronger and every other division get weaker. But it's all about football. So, like you're a football fan, you're a football fan. And it's the same thing with wrestling. But now even what I've seen over the last week here since tickets went on sale for All In is like even outside of the pro wrestling world. And an example I'll bring up is that uh, boxing analyst from ESPN who went to Twitter to say, oh, I heard AEW is only structuring that stadium for 40,000 fans. I saw 90,000 fans for Tyson Fury. And then obviously Tony Khan shot back and actually called, you know, said it was a lie and said that we're not structured for 40,000. So now you're actually starting to see the hate of the mainstream media when it comes to pro wrestling because something is being successful. At the end of the day, guys, AEW is only three years old. And to see a company be able to, you know, be able to perform in a stadium for a company that's only just a few years old, I, I think is a, is a triumph because Tommy and Bully and Mark, you know this, in 2018, we were asking the question, can another wrestling company sell 10,000 seats outside of the WWE? And now we're going to see, you know, a stadium. Doesn't matter how many fans. It's going to be the one of the biggest shows that we've seen. Definitely the biggest show for AEW. So just being a wrestling fan, you have to be happy of the success of somebody outside of the WWE. Uh, Dave and Mark and Bully, if I could just jump in here for one second, because I, I, I also did research. I actually paid people to research this. Um, Twitter. Twitter has bots. Twitter has things that literally, if there's a trend, positive or negative, will post comments about it to keep the trend going. So, because it's also a business. And you're you could literally be sitting there arguing why Mark Henry, you are the worst ECW champion with a robot that is just putting out words to for a trend. There's also people that work for other companies whose jobs are to tweet negative stuff at the other company, straight up. So that's one. The other thing, and, and addressing what you said about Tony Khan commenting from the guy from ESPN, straight up. Do I feel you should be proud of what you do and state like, um, like, hey, we had a million dollar gate, 
blah, blah, blah. I'm on the fence. If you thank the fans for it, it's a whole other or other thing. But if you're showing like, hey, we've done this, this, and this, but it's also, here's a guy who literally is a wrestling fan and feel, I feel always gets attacked. There's very few wrestling journalists in real sports. You are accountable for what you say, correct? Yes. You know this because why? You worked for? The NFL. There you go. Here's a person who's literally works for Sports Center and is putting out fake information. Listen, and I don't know this person. I'm just going from the facts I know about this situation. I don't know any of these people. But unlike when, you know, a wrestling journalist says, hey, this person said this, it's like, uh, okay, great. It wasn't said or it was taken out of context. But, but here's someone who literally works for ESPN and they're claiming that. that that's, that's wrong. All right, say Tyson Fury did have a boxing fight and they drew 90,000 fans. What does that have to do with a wrestling promotion going into the stadium and having a show? One has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Tyson Fury is from that area. He's the hometown hero. He's, he's fighting at Wembley you know, for the World Heavyweight Championship. What does AEW having a show at Wembley have anything to do with it? That would be like... You know, somebody saying, well, this band is playing at Wembley, but they didn't draw as much as Tyson Fury. What does one have to do with the other? It makes absolutely no sense. It's not true. The stadium isn't structured for 40,000 fans. Even at the time of that gentleman's tweet, they had already sold more than 40,000 tickets by the time that tweet went out on social media. So, you know what? Tony Khan saying lies. That's true. It's 100% a lie. And somebody should be called on it. And he actually said in his tweet, you are a credible reporter. You represent the worldwide leader in ESPN. How can you, re- how can you report something that is a complete lie? And that's exactly what happened. Unreal. And, and this is the master's class. Um, and, and we always talk about teaching something. And, and, and what is the thing that's learned from this episode? And I think that the number one thing um, is is what we've been talking about as far as um, us appreciating any company that's able to do something at a high level. That that would be the number one thing. But the number two thing that's that's kind of hidden me in this show today is the don't talk about something unless you know all the facts. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of like the the most the second most important thing in this episode is is not putting out fake news. Dave, um, WrestleMania party in New York. How many people did we draw? Seven hundred and fifty. WrestleMania party in Texas. How many people did we draw? Twelve hundred. WrestleMania party in LA this past uh, couple months ago. How many people did we draw? 400. So the one that we just had, which was the biggest one, drew the least. Yes. But it was the biggest and best one because Busted Open was at the Whiskey on the Sunset Strip and we had a great time, right? Yeah, you got to take everything into context. That the, the, the venue where we drew 1,200... 
first Bingo. of all, had the capacity to hold 1,200, and it was right next door to the venue that was holding WrestleMania. Uh, this past year, we had our party at a place that was 45 minutes from the venue for WrestleMania, and it was also in a small club that only hold a few hundred people. Like, you got to take it in context. And, and again, like, if you're a true wrestling fan, if you love wrestling, whether you're a WWE fan, AEW, like to me that makes no sense because it's not like football or baseball or basketball where you have a favorite team and that's your team and that's the only team that you follow unless you're a fraud like Tommy Dreamer. Like when it comes to wrestling, why can't you watch everything or be happy? To me as a wrestling fan, even if WWE, let's say WWE is my all-time favorite organization. That's my That's my favorite. I, I'm I'm happy at the fact that there's another organization that pro wrestling is drawing this many people at Wembley. Like you got to be prideful and happy. Let's also talk about one second of about the ESPN promo, uh, reporter that set, talked about Tyson Fury and the ninety three thousand people. First of all, boxing. You're not going to have the same staging. Okay. Yeah. So AEW wants to go in there with WrestleMania-esque staging. Would, would we agree on that? Yes. Because you want it to be a spectacle. You want it to be as big as it possibly can. You're going to want, in my opinion, Tony and AEW should want people to walk out of there going, holy shit, that staging was better than WrestleMania. So just off the bat with the staging alone, how many kills is there? got to be at least 15 20,000, right? Okay, so now we've gone from 90 to 70. Just because you have to kill for staging because this is sports entertainment, you want everything to be grandiose. 70,000. Let's say they do 60. You're going to tell me that's not a success? The one thing I want to make clear is this was not an original tweet that he had sent out. The wrestling observer sent out a tweet that said that according to David Meltzer, AEW had sold 35,000 tickets during the all-in pre-sale. He responded to that tweet. So he went out of his way to respond to another tweet to say that he heard that it was only scaled for only 40,000, a far cry from what Tyson Fury, Fury was able to do you know, last April. Like he went out of his way to take that shot. Which to me is unnecessary. Which is unnecessary. And again, like to go back to Bully's point, hasn't been retracted. I haven't seen anything to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And this is this disgusts me not only with wrestling media, but with media in general. You could send something out there that's a complete lie. You can roll the grenade in the room and then walk away, but nobody ever wants to come back and says, Shit, I'm sorry. I rolled a grenade in the wrong room. Nobody wants to retract. Nobody wants to admit they were wrong. Nobody wants to clean up the mess. The damage the damage gets done. And just for situations like that alone, I hope AEW succeeds with this show. Just like just so people can tell this guy to take his tweet and shove it up his ass. Well, I think Tony Khan Actually, said that. that's what Tony Khan said. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we got we got to roll, but thank you so much 
Great Masters class. Again, congratulations to AEW and Tony Khan. If you like what you hear on the Masters class, we'll tell your friends, subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. It's free. And while you're at it, if you're in a spending mood, go to podswag.com slash busted open. We have brand new merchandise that just dropped, so make sure you get that. And also, if you like what you hear, why don't you listen to us on SiriusXM Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, live, six days a week. But thank you for listening to Busted Open's The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.